sexually assaulting a 15-year-old student. And then they're upset. They're upset when parents demand to know what is being taught in these schools. No. No, it's, it's time to turn around. Enough of the nonsense. Enough of the childish behavior. This is the Cafe American Radio Show. I am Chris Michaels on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. Up next, Rufus Wainwright. There I was in uniform Looking at the art teacher I was just a girl Metropolitan Museum He asked us what our favorite work of art was Never could I tell him It was him Oh, I wish I could tell him Oh, I wish I could have told Love since then 
All right. That is the offspring of Loudon Wainwright, the man who wrote skunk, Dead Skunk in the Middle of the Road, Rufus Wainwright, being that we were talking about teachers, and Mr. Wainwright was regaling us with the opposite end of perspective, being the art student having a Jones for his art teacher. Uh, very well done. He's got one hell of a baritone voice. Uh, so, I mean, woof. I mean, I saw Rufus, I think I saw him, I know I saw him once. I don't know if I saw him twice. I, th- I know I definitely saw him once. And the encore, he dressed up in, in drag and did a whole bunch of songs. But he, he's operatically trained. Uh, and he's got, he's got a set of pipes on him. That's something else. Uh, but most of the songs I cannot play on terrestrial radio. Because he is filthy. And, you know, he's the typical Democrat lib where he's got to be over the top. Uh, raunch uh, to make a point, which he didn't have to do, but you know, here we are. The one of the songs that he did not make a lewd gesture, an operatic form, and I was able to play that. So there you go. Especially when we were talking about teachers. So, <laughs> monkeypox. Where was I? Oh yes, Doctor Burks. Okay, so the first thing about Doctor Burks is everybody remember her. Rush Limbaugh used to refer to Doctor Burks as the scarf queen because she always put a scarf around her neck. And recently, we have a picture of Dr. Burks and what she looks like without a scarf. And I promise you, she looks like an alligator. Uh, no, her neck, it looks like an alligator neck. I originally referred to her as a guana neck, but an iguana neck is a bit of a, a, bit of a, uh, a big drag. It looks almost inappropriate if you look at an iguana neck. Uh, you can make some lo- logical jumps as to what I'm referring to. Uh, but, no, I think Dr. Burks has more of an alligator-style neck. It is atrocious. It looks like she's trying to swallow uh, a few bocce balls at once, and it doesn't go anywhere. It's it's distracting. So that's why you always see Dr. Burks in turtlenecks and scarves, no matter what time of year it is. And recently, she has grown out her hair. Uh, so I guess she's going on a tour to make herself look better because she decided to come out with a book. And in the book, you find out that Dr. Burks is seditious and probably a traitor and responsible for an immense amount of trouble that she has caused throughout the United States. Basically, she was with Dr. Fauci approaching back in the 80s how they should tackle the AIDS virus. And somehow she made the logical jump that SARS and COVID is the same kind of virus as AIDS is. So that's why social distancing, that's why locking people down, that's why not touching them, that's why not not going near them, that's why you can't visit your family on the holidays. Meanwhile, Mr. B- uh, Dr. Burks can go jet-setting across the United States and visit two different families in two different states without a problem and not wearing a mask. Hypocritical, I, I almost swore for a second. <laughs> This is why I like live radio, because I have to keep myself on my toes. Because I almost said something icky. So, everybody remembers last year, this little snippet from heaven. More transmissible and more deadly in terms of non-unvaccinated people. The the various shots that people are getting now cover that. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Wrong, 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 you doddering old fool. Oh, Biden is twice vaccinated and twice boosted. Dr. Fauci, twice vaccinated, twice boosted. They've gotten COVID. Uh, 
Now, please explain this to me. How could somebody like Biden be vaccinated and boosted, still come down with COVID, and he's fine? He can go meet people without a mask. He can go around and shake hands and kiss babies and sniff girls and whatever else he likes to do. But an unvaccinated Russian tennis player cannot enter this country because of a COVID injection requirement. Idiotic. Absolutely stupid. Without logic. But this idiot is fine. He No, he can go shake hands and do whatever else we want. And then, now, now you're starting to find out that all these hospital networks throughout the country, especially here in New York... Oh, well, if you're if you're testing positive for COVID or if you're asymptomatic, then you can just show up to work. When did that change? For the past two years, all we've heard is that even if you're asymptomatic, you've got to stay home for X amount of days, X amount of weeks. And now everything's fine. As long as you don't have any symptoms, you're not sick, which is what is supposed to happen all the time. If you're not symptomatic, then you're not sick. Stop it, idiot. So we find out that Dr. Burks was a lying POS. And she is now coming out and saying, Well, these vaccines weren't what you thought they were. She was on Neil Cavuto's show on Fox News, and she laid this egg. I want to get your take on a lot of people looking at the president now having this and all these people who have been fully vax, vaccinated and, and boosted and all of that, and they're getting it. The 20 percent or so of Americans who have not been vaccinated might look at that doctor and say, well, why bother? Why bother? What do you what do you tell them? Well, if you're across the South um, and you're in the middle of this wave, what's going to save you right now is Paxlovid. But once we get through this wave during that law, you should get vaccinated and boosted because we do believe it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will. But let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. Okay, right there. She just admitted to you that she's been lying for two effing years. She also admitted to you that over half of the people dying from Omicron, which is now the current event of COVID, are older with essentially old, multiple comorbidities, I'm reading between the lines here, and also vaccinated. She flat out says, and vaccines were not there. We knew, I knew that they were not going to prevent infection. And yet you still have people out there. Let me line up. Let me get my kids vaccinated. Let me get boosted. Oh, oh, I can get another booster. I'm up to number five now. I'm going to get that one. When are you going to start to realize that these people don't care about you. That their main motive is to make money. Their other motive is to save their own skin. Because these people like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks and all the rest of them, Redfield, they are involved with interest groups and fraternal organizations. Hello, Freemasons and, uh, and Teutonic Knights. Not Teutonic Knights. Uh, Rosicrucians. Whatever else you got out there. And they've got their own agenda. 
And they meet across the year. World Economic Forum people. They institute a plan. Or they run through a scenario. And once that scenario is broken out in the mainstream, everybody knows what to do because they played that scenario out at their annual meeting. And that's why everything seems coordinated across the planet in real time within a day's notice. And on top of that, it's what I told you. It's the sterility agenda. It's the depopulation agenda. These people want that kind of thing. They know this shot. these shots are worthless. They know it. That would, The vowel I used was an O, not an I. I should have said injection. To get through, to cut through any sort of ambiguity. And this is when Dr. Burks came out there. This is one of the most highly effective vaccines we have in our infectious disease arsenal. And so that's why I'm very enthusiastic about the vaccine. You just told us you knew it wasn't going to work. So why did you sign on to ruining people's livelihoods by forcing them out of their jobs or forcing them to take an experimental injection only available through emergency use authorization? And the other thing about Paxlovid or Plaxlovid or whatever it's called, that's also only available through emergency use authorization, and that's just as dangerous. If you read any of the studies on it, basically it shuts down your liver and kidneys. And causes fluid to build up. Guess where it built up? In the lungs. And it's and it, by the way, that drug is repurposed from guess who? Dr. Fauci back in the 80s when he couldn't find a use for it. Because do you know why? Do you know why people like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, they come out here and they constantly push drugs? It's because they're allowed to hold patents on drugs. And they don't have to report their financial obligate not obligations, but their financial windfalls from drugs that are approved by the FDA. They get a cut of the prescriptions. They get a cut from the pharmaceutical companies, and they don't have to report it. They can take patents out on these drugs, and they can get royalties from those patents. Now do you understand why Dr. Burks is out there humping this stuff? Why hook-nosed Dr. Fauci, the four-eyed little dwarf, He's out there. He's all, oh, you have to, I, I don't know, I'm going to speak in more gray language. I want everybody to get six doses by the end of this year. When was the last time you heard of a vaccine needing four doses in 19 months? I'll wait. Oh, that's right. You can't tell me. This is from Open the Books, Substack. Well, well I'm not going to do it now. I'll just have to do it after this. But we're going to find out what Dr. Fauci's retirement package is all about. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, it's insulting and you should never trust this clown. (laughs) Oh, isn't it strange? How we move our lives for another day Like skipping a beat What if a great wave should wash us all away Just thinking out loud I don't mean to dwell on this dying thing But look at my blood It's alive right now, deep and sweet Within pouring through our veins 
intoxicate Moving wine to tears and drinking it deep And then evening spent dancing It's you and me This love will open our world From the dark side we can see The glow of something bright Oh, there's much more than we see here Don't burn the day Away Don't burn the day Don't burn the day away Is this not enough? This blessed sip of life Is it not enough? Staring down at the ground Or then complain and pray For more from above Your greedy little thing Stop, just watch your world tickle away Oh, it's your problem now And it'll all be dead and gone in a few short years oh, Just love will open our eyes Just love will put the hope back in our minds Much more than we could ever know Oh, so don't burn the day Away, don't burn the day. Away, oh, come, sister, my brother, shake up your bones, shake up your feet. I'm saying, open up and let the Don't 
burn the day away. Cafe American Radio Show. This is Chris Michaels on WUSB, Stony Brook 90.1 FM, here every other Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is one of those Sundays, much to the chagrin of many of the listeners out there in the parking lot. Uh, that's it. So, Fauci's salary. Fauci, as we have found out, does not need to disclose how many patents he holds, does not need to disclose how much money he's getting from those patents, otherwise known as royalties, nor does he have to disclose how much money he's getting from pharmaceutical companies. It's all legal. Now, you must ask yourself, how could this immoral shrew be able to get these drugs pushed through and authorized and introduced into the market? That's such a tall order, especially when you have to deal with ethics committees. Why? His wife is the head of the ethics committee, so she just rubber stamps everything. By the way, Dr. Fauci's wife, it looks like to be about six foot tall and lives under a bridge. So, Dr. Fauci is set to be paid if he were to retire by January of 2025, and I hope he does a lot sooner, like tomorrow, he will be making more than the president and his wife when she retires, would be making more than the vice president. Dr. Fauci earns a salary of $480,654 a year. And by 2024, due to your tax dollars, Dr. Fauci will be making $530,000 a year, an increase of nearly two hundred grand since 2014. Therefore, we estimate that Fauci's, this is coming from uh, learnopenthebooks.com, Dr. Fauci's first year pension payout is going to be more than $415,000 a year. A year! How did he do it? How did he do it? Well, bureaucrats who worked in the government as long as Fauci are able to retire on the vast majority of their annual earnings. The Office of Personnel Management calculates it to be taking 80% of an average of the bureaucrat's three highest paid years of service. So in other words, as soon as he reaches $500,000, then he'll do that and retire at the age of 82. 
and also letting the worker cash in any unused sick leave. So we can only imagine how much this little jerk has left over. Employees of Fauci's tenure also get an additional 2% annuity payment every year. Using the formula by 2025, Fauci's retirement package would be $414,000 per year, plus an annual cost of living increase of 2%. Nobody gets that. This person is responsible for more death and destruction and human harm than any other person outside of Dr. Mengele. And we're giving it. Your tax dollars are going to give him half a million dollars a year until he croaks? Oh! Ugh! How dare he? And going deeper, how does Dr. Fauci out-earn everybody? And they continue, after all, he heads up a relatively small sub-agency the, of the National Institutes of Health. Fauci's massive pay increases actually date back to George Bush II. And in a 2004 memo outlining a permanent pay adjustment for his biodefense work, it's a permanent bonus. So Fauci made more than his boss, Dr. Collins, $230,500. That's what Dr. Collins was making. And Baraka, no, uh, Becerra, another Health and Human Services Secretary, 203500 Joseph Biden's salary, currently four hundred grand. Dr. Fauci is making more than Joseph Biden. It is outrageous that anybody should be making more money than this, especially him, especially him. Dr. Fauci was also on Fox News downplaying the issues that women experienced with their menstrual cycles. Remember how I brought that up two years ago? All the women that were getting injections and how their menstrual cycles were all screwed up? It was light. They missed it for months on end. It was extremely heavy. They were getting a period every two weeks. And also the clotting. The clotting. It was basically a a mold of their uterus, and it would slough out, not to be too grotesque, but this is the reality of what Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, and those degenerates injected quite literally into human society in the United States. And he does not care about women because he can't even talk about the side effects that women are experiencing and merely refers to those side effects, those dangerous side effects that ruins fertility as the menstrual thing. Do we have any data about, you know, vaccines and the, the back end of that or the negative side of that? There's been a, yeah. a number of studies. New York yeah. Times just did one about um, sure. menstruating cycles and how that is affected by vaccines. Yeah, though, well, the menstrual thing uh, is, is something that seems to be quite transient and, and temporary. That's the point. That's one of the points. We need to. That's not true. That's not true. First off, he can't even call it something correct. He calls it the menstrual thing, as if, oh, you're second class. Now, I don't think this has to do with anything about you being a woman. I think it has to do with you not being in the elite club that he's part of, the half a million dollars a year club. And so it's, it's just the menstrual thing, which, and also his claim is constantly refuted in other studies that you're going to start finding out more and more of over the next probably year, probably by the end of the year, that the menstrual thing 
isn't temporary. The menstrual thing is permanent. And the menstrual thing travels to the newborn child if the child survives the pregnancy through the mother's breast milk. The menstrual thing. And this is supposed to be the person that we trust. This is the Dr. Fauci that saw the planet through the most devastating pandemic this planet has ever seen in its lifetime. Despite the fact the United Nations saying that the world's population has increased and it's going to hit 8 billion this year. What happened to the prior two years when COVID was the scourge of humanity? Somebody is a fibby boy. Someone has got a long nose because they're lying so much. Ugh. I, this is what I don't get. I, I just seriously, I don't understand how anybody could take people like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks seriously. And I, this is another thing. All of the people out there that think they're so intelligent, how could somebody like me with a lowly master's degree piece all of this together from day one and still be shouted down, and I'm shouting right back and telling you that all these people are idiots, just just mouth-breathing, fly-eating morons that refuse to acknowledge fact, that refuse to even read the studies that are coming out showing how devastating these past two years have been for no reason. If I can do it, if I can do it, then the average USB listener can also do it. So the problem is that nobody wants to do it because then they'd have to look themselves in the mirror and admit a huge mistake. It's been rough for a while, but with COVID for the past two years, it's been insane. And we've all, on both sides, been trying to get our points across about how we feel. A 24-year-old basketball player just died in, from around where I live in my district. My district, as you know, is Marjorie Taylor Greene's district. A person who said that, hey, if you're healthy, you'll be fine. 24-year-old played basketball dead 24 24 years old he's dead otherwise healthy Don't, we need to quit calling people stupid and we need to uh figure out a way to do this without screaming and getting mad but i, I just don't even know anything other than to say then don't do it because of your politics get vaccinated so that you can see your family at christmas this year is that enough just do it so you won't be 24 and dead just do it so you can live the come down from ecstasy is a fall. It's brutal. People trust it because it's a little pill. That shape compared to a line or a needle gives a completely different mindset. Once I hit my absolute bottom, I just wanted to die. But the mythology of it is that people that died from one pill got something that was cut or they didn't drink enough water. There's so many myths that people believe. And when you're hearing the only knowledge you get from your friends, it makes it a very dangerous game. It's been rough for a while, but with COVID for the past two years, it's been insane. Yeah, let's repeat stuff over and over again.
Don't worry, we're almost out of time. This is the Cafe American Radio Show, and we're here until 10 p.m. Eastern on WUSB Stony Brook. And I won't be back next week. I'll be back the following le- le- following week. And if you want to hear more of me, you can find my podcast, Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and also Truth Social. At the last call caravan. Because if you're listening to me on there, then you are part of a caravan. And that's just it. So, rounding out, losing, quickly losing steam. Chris Michaels is going to continue with broadcasting to you. Excellent. Until 10 p.m. tonight. Uh, Okay, so. This comes from University of Southern California. And the University of California, Davis. 
in a pre-print study published on Research Square. Guess what? Masks are useless. Our findings contribute to a growing body of literature which suggests school-based mask mandates have limited to no impact on the case rates of COVID-19 amongst kindergartners through 12th graders. They studied a school in Fargo, North Dakota between the academic years of 2021 and 22. We observed no significant difference between student case rates while the districts had differing masking policies, nor while they had the same masking policies. And they noted that the impact of school-based mask mandates on COVID-19 transmission in children is not fully established amid mandates nationwide. In other words, there's no use to the mandates. There's been no evidence that they do anything. A mask, especially the type that they're demanding that our children wear, is nothing more than a splash guard in case you sneeze. It doesn't stop viral particles. It wasn't built to do that. The only thing, maybe, is if you wear an N95 mask and you get it professionally fitted to your fat face, which I guarantee you're not going to do. And you're supposed to dispose of the masks regularly so that nothing is lingering on there. That's what this is all about. And you're not going to see that anywhere. You're not going to see that anywhere in the mainstream media. Why is that? Because the mask has become a symbol. More virtue signaling on behalf of the globalists and the disgusting Democrats that believe that this is supposed to do something positive for everybody. I mean, it's just outrageous. And why does anybody take these people seriously? They need to start fighting back and citing all of these studies out there that show that nothing is working with any of this. Nothing! And they need to stop making people ridiculously over-concerned and making people perform hyperventilative nonsense about all of this stuff. There was a study that came out that I'm quickly looking for that I cannot find. It basically says that the more you wear a mask, the more bacteria and fungus will bloom across you, especially in your lungs and your esophagus and across your face. But of course, all oh, we have to... Because it makes sense, because the, when you cough, you're stopping COVID. No, you're not. Your mere breath could spread a virus. Coughing is just a, a, I don't know, a jet blast of your hideous breath. So this comes from the Vigilant Fox on Substack. Now, the Vigilant Fox has done some uh, pretty good work over the past two years, has made quite a name for themselves. We don't know, the or I don't currently know the gender of the Vigilant Fox, but they do a lot of research, and they come up with a lot of good things. Exclusive self-assembling vaccine clot biostructures harvest conductive metals from your blood. Preliminary ICP-MS analysis results have been released. So what does this mean? It means what I talked about years a year ago about the graphene oxide. Graphene oxide is what? It is a nanometal, which means it's a metal so small it can go right into your cells. And that nanometal is extremely conductive of electromagnetic frequency and electricity. That's the rumors out there, that graphene oxide is out there. And you can also find a lot of studies of doctors that 
come out and study the vaccine after it's been at room temperature for a number of weeks, and they see metallic style, or I shouldn't say metallic, but they see structures, very, very rigid structures that observe the traits of, oh man, I was going to say geography, but that's not the right term. (laughs) Oh no, Uh, no, no, not geometry. Uh, Well, maybe it is geometry. Maybe I got that right. Uh, Sacred geometry. Yes, that's right. So a lot of these things that form in the vaccines after they've been left out in room temperature for a long time structure themselves into lattice works and fractals and everything else. So in the study cited by Vigilant Fox, which is also coming out, who's the doctor that did this? I don't have it. Oh, uh, Dr. Riza Pretorius. And also Dr. Ryan Cole, they referenced this too. So, number one, post-vaccine clots are not made of blood. Very interesting. The clear, or it's clear from the elemental composition, the clots are not made of blood. They're not blood clots, in other words. For example, in our human blood, magnesium has 35 parts per million. And in the clot that we observed, magnesium only had 1.7 parts per million. Human blood is iron riddled with iron it's not iron uh it's iron was measured at 462 parts per million whilst in the clot it was 20.6 parts per million big difference number two the clot was very low in key elements that would be expected to be seen in living biological tissue in other words this seems to be not biological yet fleshy not living yet fleshy In addition to being low in magnesium and iron, the clot was extremely low in potassium and calcium. It was also lower in trace minerals such as copper and zinc. Ooh, very interesting. Very interesting. Now we know why Dr. Zelenka was out there introducing things like zinc to everything in all of his recommendations before he died. This indicates the clots are not human tissue and they are not simply blood vessel material either. The ICPMS analysis eliminates these alternative explanations. Point number three, electrically conductive elements were higher in the clot. Surprisingly, the clot was found to be higher in certain elements that are electrically conductive, such as tin. And this was found to be nearly six times higher in the clot compared to human blood. 943 parts per billion versus 162 parts per billion. That's quite a bit. Tin is commonly used, and this is their conjecture, which is also true. Tin is commonly used to solder things to circuit boards. The clot is not blood. If you add nitric acid to the blood, now why are they adding nitric acid? It's because they wanted to decompose it to find out what materials this clot was consisting of. So in other words, they these kinds of tests that involve nitric acid, they use it with any kind of food, you know, dog food, uh, you, you name it, they do it to find out what exactly is in there. And they test for poisoned, poison, basically, and heavy metals and everything else. So they did the same kind of testing to these clots, these quote-unquote clots. If you add nitric acid to blood, it doesn't just go like pop and start oxidizing. And it almost bursts into flames. And they even talk about how there was a smoke that started to erupt from the clot itself. And the way that they describe this, according to Dr. Ryan Cole and Dr. Joseph Mercola, is that it is, it is appalling. But the overall findings could explain why we're seeing this weird phenomenon where the presence of the spike protein causes the blood to clump the blood in the absence of platelets. In other words, what we're kind of seeing here 
is that these injections are surrounding things and coagulating. Now, if we take a look at what the, where was it? The tin they had, right? Tin and what was the other thing? If we mix together, oh, I can't find it now. Anyway, the point is, is that if you look at what they actually found, which is tin, sodium, and aluminum in these clots, that's what they found the most, those three elements in there. That has nothing to do with blood. It has nothing to do with flesh or, or biological tissue. If you look up what kind of products you can create when you mix tin, sodium, and aluminum, you get coagulates that are usually used in the construction industry. What does that mean? It means that tin, sodium, and aluminum are mixed together to make things sticky, to make things clump, to set things in stone. It would make perfect sense if they used the same kind of elements to do the same kinds of things in the body. Now, the bigger question is why would they inject people with elements that would do that? Why are those elements also extremely reactive to electromagnetic frequencies and electricity, almost like the body's inherent electrical pulse that it uses to function every day every second of your life. Hey, look out now, Uncle Jimmy. One more night, one more down, one more, one more round. First one in, last one out, giving this town lots to talk about. But they don't know, but they don't know. People say I got a drinking problem, that ain't no reason to stop. Thinking problem So pull the bottle off the wall 
WUSB, Stony Brook 90.1 FM, and somebody just called right now and I don't have the time to pick it up because I am on the air. And so I apologize. So if you call up in the next few minutes or so, you will be able to reach me and probably say something icky because I said things that were icky over the past two hours. So if you like more of the ickiness, you can find me uh, as I close out a bunch of tabs. You can find me last call podcast with Chris Michaels on Spotify. Uh, where else? Spotify, Anchor, and also Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you do a Google search, you can find me there too. And if you want, you can go to uh, Instagram, Twitter, and also Truth Social. I'm horrible at social media. I hate it. It's not my thing, and that's why I have almost zero followers. No, that's not true. I got a lot of listens. I don't have as much followers. Um, but the point is, you can find me, and you can gird your loins every single day or four times a week and listen to more of me, where I could potentially swear and tell dirty jokes. I'm going to leave you with something a little bit more screwballish. The Pentagon creates a new office to investigate UFOs, which are now renamed, that stray too close to military facilities. This is like nothing has ever happened. You have tons of stories about how UFOs turned on and turned off nuclear weapons all the time throughout the Cold War. And now they're going to study this? What have you been doing since 1946 with Roswell? What have, what have you been doing since, or was it 47? Whatever it is. What have you been doing for the past 80 years? Nothing? Sitting on your hands, just wandering and looking up at the stars and saying, oh gosh, do we live here alone? Of course not. This is nonsense. So a spokesperson for the Pentagon reportedly said that the U.S. military takes incursions into special use spaces by any object. Seriously. The U.S. military has established a new office called the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the AARO, in an effort to further investigate UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or otherwise known as UFOs. Now, What's interesting is that they have expanded what they consider to be the medium that these UFOs can trans uh, can can uh, operate in. They include anomalous, unidentified space, airborne, submerged, and transmedium objects. In other words, interdimensional objects, objects that can vibrate in and out of our range of observance. That's why I say it's not just sight. It has to do with how human beings interact in their perceived reality, because these things could be interacting on the infrared spectrum. It could be interacting with you through your ears, through your nose, through your tongue, and whatever else kind of electromagnetic frequencies that you interact with on a subconscious level could be altering your perception on a level you're not completely conscious of. So that's why they call it unidentified space, airborne, submerged, and transmedium objects. Submerged. Very interesting. We hear plenty of stories over the past 80 years about how these objects just plummet into the water and shoot right out of it. So how could that be happening? Unless they have a way to make their object a lot more, uh, I guess, letter, lesser, dense, or uh, vibrating at a different frequency so water doesn't slow it down as much. That's what they're talking about here. What's interesting to know, too, is that once Roswell occurs, the first thing that all these government people do is that they scour the plane, scour the United States for all of the Nazi scientists that they imported after World War II through Operation Paperclip. 
including, most importantly, the Horton brothers, who came up with, essentially, the blueprints for what the modern-day stealth bombers look like. They call them in and say, "What? do you know anything about this? Because this looks awful Nazi. And they say, no, nine, nine, I did not see this coming. Not me, not, not Frau, no, not Frau. Anyway, point being, a lot of silliness, a lot of bizarre stuff. And the two people that you have to watch out for, because these are the two people that are really starting this, is Kirsten Gillibrand of uh, Nixium sex cult fame. Her father was a big-time Nixium sex cult person. And Marco Rubio, incredibly compromised, do-nothing, rhino, rollover Republican that will do anything in his power to make the United States subservient to the powers that be outside of the United States, like a George Soros or God knows what else. So anyway, that's it for me. You can find me uh, everywhere, the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels during the week, and here every other Sunday, the Cafe Americaine radio show on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM.
Thank you.